I'm so happy you're here. Welcome to Kingdom Work. Today we're reading in John 6. Um, but before we get started, we've seen in the last few chapters that people are seeing what Jesus does, yet are still not believing in who he is. And I wonder how many times we do that today. We pray for something or witness a miracle in our own lives or another's, but just like on a regular day-to-day basis, are we believing that he can do the impossible? Do we know God today as the same God that fed 5,000 and walked on water? Sometimes I let my fear be bigger than my faith, but if I stop and speak the truth of God over myself, even if it's a small amount of faith, he always comes through. God says, even if our faith is as small as a mustard seed, he can work with that. He can do a lot with a little. And I mean, I've definitely see that, seen that in my own life. So, um, Father, I ask that our eyes would be fixed on you. I pray that we would get to know you better through spending time with you in your word, um, that all of the external noise would subside and that we would be filled with your peace. Help our thoughts, words, and actions point towards you and help us surrender when they don't align with your word. Help us understand your character a little better today so we can confidently go and tell of who you are. Um, Help us understand your miraculous signs and that they ultimately point to the cross. John 6. After this, Jesus crossed over to the far side of the Sea of Galilee, also known as the Sea of Tiberias. A huge crowd kept following him wherever he went because they saw his miraculous signs as he healed the sick. Then Jesus climbed a hill and sat down with his disciples around him. It was nearly time for the Jewish Jewish Passover celebration. Jesus soon saw a huge crowd of people coming to look for him. Turning to Philip, he asked, Where can we buy bread to, fill, to feed all of these people? He was testing Philip, for he already knew what he was going to do. Philip replied, Even if we worked for months, we wouldn't have enough money to feed them. Then Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. There's a young boy here with five barley loaves and two fish, but what good is that with this huge crowd? Tell everyone to sit down, Jesus said. So they all sat down on the grassy slopes. The men alone numbered about 5,000. Then Jesus took the loaves, gave thanks to God, and distributed them to the people. Afterward, he did the same with the fish, and they all ate as much as they wanted. After everyone was full, Jesus told his disciples, Now gather the leftovers so nothing is wasted. So they picked up the pieces and filled twelve baskets with scraps left by the be- left by the people sorry, who had eaten from the five barley loaves. When the people saw him do this miraculous sign, they exclaimed, Surely he is the prophet we have been expecting. When Jesus saw that they were ready to force him to be their king, he slipped away into the hills by himself. That evening, Jesus' disciples went down to the, s- to the shore to wait for him. But as darkness fell and Jesus still hadn't come back, they got into the boat and headed across the lake toward Capernaum. Soon a gale swept down upon them, and the sea grew very rough. They had rowed three or four miles when suddenly they saw Jesus walking on the water toward the boat. They were terrified, but he called out to them, Don't be afraid, I am here. Then they were eager to let him in the boat, and immediately they arrived at their destination. The next day, the crowd that had stayed on the far shore saw that the disciples had taken the only boat and they realized Jesus had not gone with them. Several boats from Tiberias landed near the place where the Lord had blessed the bread and the people had eaten. So when the crowd saw that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, they got into the boats and went across Capernaum to look for him. They found him on the other side of the lake and asked, Rabbi, when did you get here? Jesus replied, 
I tell you the truth, you want to be with me because I fed you, not because you understood the miraculous signs. But don't be so concerned about perishable things like food. Spend your energy seeking the eternal life that the Son of Man can give you. For God the Father has given me the seal of approval. They replied, We want to perform God's works too. What should we do? Jesus told them, This is the only work God wants from you. Believe in the one he has sent. They answered, Show us a miraculous sign if you want us to believe in you. What can you do? After all, our ancestors ate manna while they journeyed through the wilderness. The scriptures say, Moses gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus said, I tell you the truth, Moses didn't give you bread from heaven, my father did. And now he offers you the true bread from heaven. The true bread of God is the one who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, give us that bread every day. Jesus replied, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry again. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. But you haven't believed in me even though you have seen me. However, those the Father has given me will come to me and I will never reject them. For I have come down from heaven to do the one will of God who sent me, not to do my own will. This is the will of God, that I should not lose even one of all those he has given me, but that I should raise them up at the last day. For it is my Father's will that all who sees his Son and believe in him shall have eternal life. I will raise them up at the last day. Then the people began to murmur in disagreement because he had said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. They said, Isn't this Jesus, son of Joseph? We know his father and mother. How can he say, I came down from heaven? But Jesus replied, Stop complaining about what I said. For no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws them to me, and at the last day I will raise them up. As it is written in the scriptures, they will all be taught by God. Everyone who listens to the Father and learns from him comes to me. Not that anyone has ever seen my Father, only I, who was sent from God, have seen him. I tell you the truth, anyone who believes has eternal life. Yes, I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate manna in the wilderness, but they all died. Anyone who eats the bread of heaven, however, will never die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Anyone who eats this bread will live forever, and this bread which I offer so the world may live is my flesh. Then the people began arguing with each other about what he meant. How can this man give us his flesh to eat? They asked. So Jesus said again, I tell you the truth, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you cannot have eternal life within you. But anyone who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise that person at the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. Anyone who, my, anyone who eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me, and I in him. I live because of the living Father who sent me. In the same way, anyone who feeds on me will live because of me. I am the true bread that came down from heaven. Anyone who eats this bread will not die as your ancestors did, even though they ate manna, but will live forever. He said these things while he was teaching in the synagogue at Capernaum. Many disciples desert Jesus. Many of his disciples said, This is very hard to understand. How can anyone accept it? Jesus was aware that his disciples were complaining, so he said to them, Does this offend you? Then what will you think if you see the Son of Man as ascend to heaven again? The Spirit alone gives eternal life. Human effort accomplishes nothing. And the very words I have spoken to you are the Spirit and life. But some of you do not believe me. For Jesus knew from the beginning which ones didn't believe, and he knew who would betray him. Then he said, That is why I said that people can't come to me unless the Father gives them to me. At this point, many of his disciples turned away and deserted him. 
Then Jesus turned to the twelve and asked, Are you also going to leave? Simon Peter replied, Lord, to whom would we go? You have the words that give eternal life. We believe, and we know that you are the Holy One of God. Then Jesus said, I chose the twelve of you, but one is a devil. He was speaking of Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, one of the twelve who would later betray him. So I had a lot of thoughts, but I'm going to focus on the um, when he walks on water. So Jesus is saying to his disciples, you think you're going to die. You're fearful of the waves and the storm, but I am your God. I'm literally walking on water and telling you, do not be afraid. Don't be fearful for your life because I am with you and I am for you. And I encourage you to step out in faith over fear. So whatever waves you feel are consuming your life, whether it's health issues, relational issues, finances, your work, identity, Whatever it is, I pray boldly in Jesus' name that you would have the faith to overcome, that fear would not have any power over you. We serve a powerful God and one that wants to put our, he wants us to put our faith in him because he can. When we can't, he can. Even when we can, he can do better. Um, my question for you is, what do you need to entrust to God? What is something you need to let go of control of? And how can you practice putting all of your faith in Jesus today, even if it's only a mustard seed of faith? Start today. Father, I ask that we would not be so concerned about perishable things, but that we would spend our energy seeking the internal life that only Jesus can give. Help us defeat fear and put all of our faith and trust in you, the God who still does miracles, the God who sees. He sees us, he knows us, and he loves us still. In Jesus' name, amen.